Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I will be interviewing Rashid Al Mutadi. He is an Emirati national, 32 years old, with a degree in international business and finance. He studied abroad in London, UK, with AIU London, which is now Regents University. And there he earned a dual bachelor's in international business and finance. He started his professional career at Emirates NBD um, in investment banking as an asset manager, and there he worked for almost 10 years until he received a offer to work with the Jalila Foundation, and that's where he is now. At Al Jalila Foundation, he works in the partnerships and sustainability team to help raise funds and awareness for their programs and initiatives. His personal goal is to contribute to the community and country and ultimately leave a legacy of hard work and results behind. Professionally, he wishes to raise awareness about disease prevention as well as programs and initiatives that cater to the patients in need. And I can't wait for this discussion so we can learn more about what Al Jalila Foundation is up to and all the plans they have for the future and also to learn more about Rashid. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Rashid Al-Mutari. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's a real honor to have you here, and we're so excited to have this discussion, learn more about you and Al-Jalila Foundation. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Good morning, Pam. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on your uh, podcast. I love what you're doing. I think it's very important to engage with the community, and uh, I hope I can Uh, give you a very informative uh, podcast and uh, excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm sure it will be. Um, So why don't we start with, for those who might be listening that aren't familiar with Al Jalila Foundation, if you could tell us more about Al Jalila, um, what it does, what you focus on. Absolutely. So we're a foundation uh, established by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed Barashid in Maktoum, a ruler of Dubai and vice president of the UAE. Uh, in 2013, and um, the vision was to put the UAE at the forefront of medical uh, innovation. And we do that uh, through our three core pillars, treatment, education, and research. We tend to focus on five areas, and we built programs across uh, the three pillars that I just mentioned. And the five areas that we focus on are cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, obesity, and mental health. That's pretty much a summary of what we do. And we have different programs tailored uh, across the treatment, education, and uh, and research pillars, which I can dive into a little further through our conversation. Amazing. And how it was founded in, what year did you say? 2013. Okay, in 2013. And that's quite a very short time. However, having said that, I think... A lot has been done in that very short time. Most foundations, I don't think, could be where Al Jalila is now if they were founded in 2013, which is is quite amazing. Yes, no, for sure. I mean, we we um, we have a lot of programs that we want. Uh, I mean, that the public are aware of, but that we want the public to be more aware of. So um, I think that's part of the reason why we you know we've grown so much. Is we're very forward thinking, we're very innovative, and. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of our the importance of, of knowing our programs, and uh, maybe I'll just dive into one now, is uh, on the treatment side. We have a program where we fund um, treatment for people seeking financial assistance uh, who cannot afford their treatment, be it surgery, medication, 
or any other you know diseases that they're suffering from and they need uh, financial assistance we fully fund uh, that for all residents of the UAE uh, across all emirates and all hospitals so we have no bias in terms of choosing hospitals all we ask is that the uh, person applying the applicant provides financial proof that they cannot afford the treatment that they're after and we have a, a board we call the program awan that means support in arabic so we have a awan board and and they review the applications uh, and we tend to approve most cases that come through as long as there's um credible information provided that you know the person could be salaried pam you know he could be unsalaried could be insured uninsured uh, and again of all nationalities just we ask for uh, proof that they could not afford it so they could have a salary but then they have a loan against uh, that salary and and the uh, they have a you know two three dependents and uh, at the end of the month they can't afford their their medication let's say and uh, and we review that and and we approve it so uh, alhamdulillah you know we we've um, treated almost 300 patients last year wow we've been growing you know ever since we've established this program for quite some time now so this is part of our growth just to add to what you were saying about that's amazing if you think of that in a year's context that's almost one patient every day which is really wonderful yeah absolutely and you put po- make a really valid point like one okay you have to have the financial proof but i think until you have a chronic condition or something major happen to you that requires a lot of healthcare the expenses start to rack up sometimes your insurance might not cover it and even if you have a job and you have to support your family sometimes your salary can't be enough so that's a really beautiful program if somebody were uh, listening and interested in applying for that would they find the application on the Aljalila website very simple so today they just have to call 800 aljalila and uh, and from there they just submit basic documents that are required via email and uh, just basic documentation today passport copies proof of employment or unemployment or what have you bank statements a few things here and there and very simple process application okay amazing amazing no that's good to know so if you're listening um we'll we'll put that phone number in the the show notes so just so people can can see it if they you know forget sometimes it's hard to stop yeah. and go back um so we'll have that in the show notes as well of course and in i want to step back for a minute because also i know your your background and we read your bio and you were in the finance sector before you started working in al jalila the healthcare sector yeah. yes was that a big transition for you yeah i mean <laughs> today um you know i'm i'm blessed to be working in in, in a foundation like this with colleagues that, that i have now that's not to say that my time at the bank wasn't uh, good in fact it set me up for my uh, for my career uh, very early on it's uh, one of the first jobs i had uh, i think it's um you know very much everything i've been doing in my career is very similar uh, in terms of roles so today you know i'm i'm doing it on the non-profit side so the uh, return on investment is much more wor- rewarding on on uh, on this side of things it's just i raise uh, funds and awareness uh, for non-profit where i used to do it uh, in investment banking for uh, one of the largest banks in the middle east so uh, i just traded my for profit guns yeah. for non-profit and it's much more rewarding on on this side for sure Yeah. It's very interesting how life does that. Sometimes we'll be somewhere and then when you're making that transition, you think it really doesn't 
relate, but then when you're, once you're in it, you realize, oh, this is, this previous thing prepared me for what I do now. It does. It does. It does. Because, you know, investing, uh, you know, investment banking in general. So I worked for uh, asset management, um, the investment arm for Emirates NBD, Emirates NBD Asset Management. And today, um, you know, it's, it's very similar to everything that we do in life uh, and we invest in, right? So today, if we want to um, lose weight, we have to invest our time uh, and efforts into you know, signing up in a gym, eating healthier, changing our lifestyle. And with, and with that investment comes our return on investment, depending on mm. how much time we put in, how much effort we put in, we get that return on investment. So um, that's why I say that set me up for life is because that's very much what we do on a daily basis with, uh, with everything, with our relationships, with our health, with our wealth. It's um, it's how much time we put into the things that we want to see um, a return on. So, I yeah. love that analogy, and I think it's so important too. Not just for older people. My uh, digital marketing manager. We have this discussion a lot because she's studied digital marketing, and you know she's a little bit younger than me, and she is, says she's so surprised at how many people now, like in their twenties think that they don't need to worry about their healthcare because they're young and your metabolism's great and all these other things, right? Yeah. So there's no complications. And then they think, oh, that's something I'm going to worry about after 30. They don't think of it as an investment. Yeah. I mean, it's never ending, right? I don't think there's a, there's an age uh, limit on that. I think it's ongoing, uh, just like with education uh, in life, you know, you never stop learning. Um, and I think it's very much applicable to, um, you know, where to invest your time and efforts in life. It's never, it's never ending. You always have to, uh, keep it sustainable and ongoing. Um, so. Yeah, then I think so. Age, so yeah, definitely. But yeah, from a very early age, always trying, even now with my son being 14, trying to tell him, you don't have to go join the NBA. How, how topical yeah. that I say NBA when they're in Abu Dhabi at the moment. Didn't yeah. think of that, but, <laughs> but and then you don't need to go join the NBA, but if you like to play basketball, go out and play and enjoy it. It'll keep you healthy. You'll have fun with your friends and yeah, it's, it's an I, investment. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, Pam. I think, you know, I was, uh, I was saying this on a, another podcast that I was on, but um, it's very uh, important to get uh, this sort of mindset early on. So I stress on the importance of what you just said, getting there early on. Today, uh, all the diseases that we focus on, you know, uh, cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, obesity, and mental health, they're all very much interlinked and they all are very much lifestyle related, right? Which is why podcasts like yours are very important to get the message out there for people to sort of, you know, keep, keep an emphasis on their, and an importance on their lifestyle and keep wary of, of, you know, what they're doing on a daily basis, what they're eating and how they're going about doing it. So yes. Um, how about how they're going about, um, um, getting their lifestyle in order in terms of exercises or et cetera. So the point you mentioned about your son and basketball, definitely very important. So, uh, you can take, uh, for example, obesity, right? Today, people, some people call it nutritional diseases, so it starts there, right? So, um, and it doesn't always start there, but you can take that as an example. Um, a, a, a kid who's suffering from nutritional diseases or obesity, 
has a high chance of developing uh, high blood pressure. And with high blood pressure, it has a high chance of developing diabetes. And with diabetes, it has a high chance of developing cardiovascular diseases. And with cardiovascular diseases, it has a high chance of developing cancer. I think diabetes comes before uh, high blood pressure. It's actually right after obesity. So from obesity, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, cardiovascular diseases, and um, and at some point, uh, a higher risk of developing cancer. So it all roots back to lifestyle, right? So very important what you just said. I think a lot of people need to uh, keep a very um, uh, watchful eye on that and uh, and know that you know it's, it's, it's something very basic uh, that these diseases are very much interlinked. I think everyone knows that, and we just um, turn a blind eye sometimes and and not uh, focus on the root of it, which is the activities, you know, the lifestyle, the diet, you know. So, so things like sports are very, very important. And you know, Pam, based on our previous discussions, how much I, <laughs> I love sports and I, uh, I put a, a very strong link between sports and, and what I do here, you know, philanthropy overall. So, yeah, I wanted to actually that I'm glad you said that. Cause that's exactly where I wanted to go is yeah. that I know you love sports, um, MMA and some other things that you're, you're involved in. So why don't you tell us how, that is becoming incorporated into what you do in, in Al Jalila and also your, your personal interests as well. Of course. No, I'm a big uh, sports fan, you know, football, uh, MMA, as you said, um, boxing, uh, whatever it is, you know, paddle, tennis, tennis, basketball. I'm a fan of sports overall. But uh, when I first joined the foundation, I, um, I noticed that there's a uh, sort of, uh, missing link uh, at the foundation or or less sort of um, exposure in terms of uh, collaborating with athletes, right? There was very uh, little done in, in, in that front or there was a good amount here with a few golfers here and there. But um, the, the, uh, in the football front, you know, football today is one of the most popular sports in the world. It's the um, uh, sport of choice here in the UAE. And that's my, that was my first objective was to, to get a football player here, to have some conversation with them and to, to link what uh, they're doing to what we're doing and, and see how we can collaborate. Um, so first choice in mind, uh, Michel Salgado, uh, former Real Madrid and Spain uh, football player, was the perfect candidate to be uh, our uh, official sports ambassador. So we appointed him as our uh, sports ambassador. And since then, you know, he's uh, tied up with us in numerous occasions and invited us to different events and put us as his official uh, charity sponsor. Uh, today, I think the, the link between uh, philanthropy and, and with sports and general charities and sports, there's always an element of charity in all sports. You look at, you know, football. Uh, there's so many charity football matches happening, you know, all the time throughout the year to support all causes, you know, be it diabetes or cancer or heart diseases, uh, you name it. And in basketball, same thing, charity matches, boxing, same thing. In MMA and UFC, there's always an element of charity on the, on the organization side as well as on, on the athlete side, right? So most athletes also have a, a cause that they hold uh, near and dear to them and they have charities of their own or foundations of their own rather uh, that they put emphasis on certain causes as well. So sometimes it links, you know, your cause and theirs, and 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 you find synergies there and 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 uh, potential room to collaborate. 
and that's happened with us uh, many times, you know, namely with with uh, with an athlete that uh, Michelle introduced us to, former goalkeeper and uh, Spain legend, Real Madrid legend Iker Casillas, and he uh, has a foundation of his own in, in Madrid, uh, Fundación Iker Casillas, and he he, he suffered uh, from a heart attack at age thirty-seven. Um, this is you know uh, known news, and today for an athlete like that. Uh, you know, high-level performing athlete to 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 have suffered something like that. It's it shows the importance and that no one is. You know, some people say that okay, you know, I'm healthy. This can't happen to me. And you look at someone at that level of of, of performance and and uh, health and lifestyle, and and you see how some things are you know unavoidable. So since that happened to him, he put a strong emphasis uh, for his foundation to focus on heart diseases. And he went on to establish a health tech accelerator and funded uh, a company that focuses on reading uh, regular uh, algorithms, uh, heartbeats. So upon his visit here, we discussed, and when he saw that we have one of our focus areas is in heart diseases, immediately there was a potential to collaborate. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, since then, I think it's almost seven or eight months ago, we announced it to the news that we're collaborating with this foundation and that we're doing something. And inshallah, soon we'll be, we'll be announcing a project that we're working on with him. And this is just a small example of the potential that, that there is to collaborate with different athletes and in sports in particular, right? Because you're, you're not just collaborating to, to, to focus on a concern or a cause or to raise funds for it, but you're raising awareness for it. And the community, you know, today these uh, athletes are role models and they have a, uh, an audience, you know, a platform uh, that they can raise very strong awareness uh, for certain causes, programs, initiatives. And it's important for people to know uh, in the community here in particular, you know, who we are, what we do, the different programs that we have and uh, the areas that we focus on. So um, that's pretty much summed up. Uh, a lot of different athletes came here on the MMA side. We had a legendary uh, UFC coach, uh, Javier Mendez, who coached um, Habib Nurmagomedov, again, UFC uh, legend, retired. Um, and he also came through with different ideas and he's collaborating with us now on an ongoing basis. And he has um, since you know introduced us to many different potential partners that we will be collaborating with, inshallah, in the near future. And again, it's all about raising awareness and, and collaborating, you know, finding mutual um, uh, areas uh, of collaboration and, and using it uh, to the full potential to reach uh, both our goals. Uh, yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. I love that. And I think, like you said, sports, you know, not everyone loves football, but, you know, World Cup is coming. And I don't usually watch football, but almost everybody I know here watches World Cup. I love yeah. watching the World Cup when there's so much at stake. Yeah. And that's when you learn about different players, like previous World Cup. That's when I learned that uh, Nacho who was, you yeah. know, uh, who is from Spain where he has type one diabetes. And I, had I not been watching the world cup, I would not have known that I would not have been, yeah. you know, super enthusiastic and become like the biggest, uh, you know, fan for the Spanish team <laughs> after learning. But <laughs> uh, of course, you know, we were cheering for many teams before, but you suddenly you you see these players and people identify with them, yes. whether or not they have a condition or not, yes. or what something in their story. Yes. Yes. And sports make people feel good unless yeah. maybe your team doesn't win. But even still, you carry all of these yes. good, positive feelings with you. And then people want to 
emulate that or be like them. Like in the US, we had the like Mike commercials that were huge. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. So whatever Michael Jordan did, everybody wanted to do that. <laughs> of course. Um, of course. So that's that's a really great way to draw more attention to it, but also to make it more fun, dare I say. Yeah, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And it's that uh, key word, right? Identifying. Today, you give someone uh, something to identify with, you make it more relatable and, and it has a greater impact. Uh, like Nacho, absolutely. Nacho Fernandez is a great example. Um, for diabetes there so um, yeah inshallah you know we're starting we're growing in this space it's um, uncharted waters uh, for us and that's why we appointed someone like Michelle to guide us uh, and and uh, give us different ideas and uh, and yeah inshallah we're, we're very optimistic and uh, we look forward to doing many things across the space that would be amazing yeah we can't wait to see to see what they what they are and any sporting events will be happy to to come watch. So we're recording this during the month of October, which is, as we know, a very big month in cancer awareness. Do yeah. you all have any um, special initiatives that you're focusing on now for the month of October? So we have uh, a lot of initiatives that we're focusing on with different uh, companies today. I think, uh, and I was saying this in my, in my previous podcast, uh, a lot of companies uh, for corporate social responsibility, which I think has become uh, a very uh, a theme of growing importance over the past few years, uh, a lot of companies tend to be asleep uh, for the beginning of the year up until October, and then they just <laughs> wake up and they they contact the team here, our partnerships oh, team, yes. and uh, they just flood you know our emails and calls and what are you doing for October and how can we collaborate and and that's great, that's amazing. Um, the amount of support we get in October is uh, endless and the team works uh, tirelessly here. Um, so we're running a, a number of initiatives. Uh, to, you know, today it's across different uh, industries in terms of companies. It's endless, the amount of companies that are doing stuff with us. Uh, Danata just announced yesterday the campaign that they're doing, um, one of many companies that, that that's doing um, campaigns with us. Uh, but I think it's important to get the message out there about our cancer drop-in center, right? So Majlis al-Amal is what we call it. So it means living room of hope in, in Arabic. Uh, we like the word hope here in the foundation, uh, Pam. You may t- you might have seen the um, key of hope uh, that we gave His Highness uh, Sheikh Muhammad when we opened the foundation, uh, to open the doors of the foundation. And then we have Majlis al-Amal, which is the living room of hope. And then we have the uh, installation, uh, which we put the crystals of hope to honor the, the donors that helped uh, to recognize the donors, rather, that, that helped us uh, build the Mohammed Barashid Research Institute, which you visited. So we like the word hope, and it's very much applicable, uh, particularly for Majlis al-Amal, because it's a drop-in center for women uh, of all three stages, right? So women who have just been diagnosed, women who are uh, currently going through cancer treatment, and women who have recovered. So basically, the women who have the woman who has just been diagnosed and walks through the doors of Majlis al-Amal gets into a community uh, of, of women of all three different levels, right? And she uh, talks to the woman who has just recovered and it gives her that feeling of hope, right? That she's already made it past her journey on the other side and it gives her that very important element of hope. So community is a very strong word for to describe what Majlis al-Amal is. It's, um, it's a home away from home for these women 
there's a workstation, you know, they have different events, they have a book club community that they have, uh, you know, community activity that they have, one of which they have yoga classes, Pilates, uh, different workshops that are being given on a daily basis throughout the week. They have uh, treatments like lymphatic drainage, physiotherapy, makeover treatments, uh, so on and so forth, so many. And, and of course, it's all uh, free of charge for them. So they come and they, they have even workstations that they can come and do their work there. And uh, to tie that to what you're talking about, many uh, companies uh, come and offer their services uh, and many individuals come and give workshops uh, for these women uh, to contribute towards, uh, you know, raising awareness for all types of cancer, not just breast cancer. But for this month in particular, Pinktober, as they call it, there's um, a lot happening, you know, in Majlis Al-Amal with a lot of different companies, many campaigns that we're running across. So I think it's important to get out uh, the message of how people do a fundraising campaign, because I think there's a lot of, um, you know, um, element of, you know, un- there's, a lot of people don't know how to go about doing it. There's a lot of, uh, it's very unknown. Um, and people who find out that you need a license to raise funds, they get sort of scared or discouraged to go about doing it. Uh, so it's good to clarify it, you know, while we're on your podcast. Today, anyone who wants to raise a, a, a to, to fundraise, uh, uh, let's say for, for October, for breast cancer awareness, all they have to do for any, for any uh, campaign, but one example for this month, let's say, is they uh, get in touch with us uh, and um, they just let us know what they what they want to do, what they uh, what activity uh, they want to do for fundraising, what cause they want to support, how much they look to raise uh, their audience. We have a very simple one pager application form that we ask them to fill, and we about we go about uh, applying uh, for for the fundraising permit on their behalf. So we get back to them with the permit number, with the brand guidelines. Uh, how to go about putting the permit number along with our logo, along with theirs. And we simplify the process very much for them at no cost for them. Again, so they don't pay any fees for the license or anything. Uh, we just ask them to give us as much information as possible because we communicate this with uh, ICAD, the Islamic Affairs uh, and Charitable Activities Department. That's the, the entity that issues uh, fundraising permits because in the UAE, it's illegal to do any fundraising campaign without a permit from them. Yes, that's super important. Yeah. And I tell people this all the time. A lot of people come to us wanting, oh, can we, you know, work together and raise money for this charity? Or could you please share my charity? And I said, well, I really can't do that because we have to have permission. You need to be a registered charity here. But if you are thinking to um, raise money for Al Jalila Foundation, I can say we've done that a few times. And it is super easy. Like you said, the forms, everything that you need. Um, they're so supportive to answer questions. Yeah. So it's it's very easy. And that should not be a deterrent, actually, for people that want to raise funds. If anything, that should encourage you because it's such a great collaborative effort rather than just anywhere else. You'd be raising funds and then you would just send the funds. But this, you you feel it a little bit more because you're interacting with yes, the Al Jalila Foundation as you're doing it. So I think that's one really important thing. For sure. One other thing that I, I want to highlight, you say, you know, suddenly all the corporates and everyone gets really interested in October for Pinktober. Yeah. Same thing with November. And I always say, and and don't get me wrong, like these awareness months are wonderful, 
But yeah. people living with cancer, diabetes, and other chronic conditions, they have them 365 days a year. So if you are working in a corporate or even an individual, but if you're a corporate and you want to raise awareness and things might be kind of busy because October, November, September, last two quarters of the year are always really busy. You can yeah. always do something for one of the other months of the year too. It doesn't always have to be in October because Definitely. I bet you all see it too. It probably gets really busy and then it slows down and it's really quiet and then picks up again during those months. Yeah. And people with cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, other th- obesity, they need support all the time, not just one month out of the year. Definitely, Pam. I mean, I was uh, smiling a little earlier because this is a very, very, very important message. Uh, and when you said, you know, the people with cancer, with diabetes, with heart diseases, um, you know, they go through this 365 days a year. And I really appreciate you bringing up this point because it's very important for people to know that today, whatever you're doing to support should be on an ongoing basis. It shouldn't be just once a month and it shouldn't be for one cause in particular only. You should know what, what other people are doing for, to support other causes, right? So today for us, we uh, support these five areas. We run different campaigns for, for all of them. Maybe in October, there gets a lot of uh, you know, attention from, from uh, corporates. That's not to say that we don't have campaigns for other diseases, you know, like diabetes uh, and, and, and others. So it's very important that people know that this, this should be a long-term sort of contribution from them. Every partner that we deal with and, and everyone that we speak uh, to in order to collaborate, we always uh, make it very clear that we want to collaborate and lo- we have long-term collaboration in our intentions always. We always look to collaborate uh, long-term. We don't look to have a one-off campaign and we want something ongoing. Uh, our chairman, uh, His Highness Sheikh Ahmed bin Saeed, uh, believes in sustainability and all our programs are very sustainable. Uh, and we believe that to be very important in our relationship, that we have an ongoing relationship and partnership with everyone that we uh, collaborate with in the foundation. So definitely very important uh, point. Um, so Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. That's how we, we prefer to do business as well with anyone. We see it as a, a long-term partnership because we are here to support people in, in a very long-term, it's a very long journey. Like you said, it starts from the planning from the time that someone's younger to if they get a condition, then how they're going through that. So it's, it's a, it's quite, it's a, it's a full journey and not just one day a year or one month a year. Or if you're uh, in a corporate, for example, and you're looking for a day or something to celebrate, then there's so many like health days throughout the year. You can always link any of those back to a lifestyle condition or, yeah. or even non-lifestyle. I don't want to say all cancers are lifestyle. And sometimes, you know, people get yes. cancer, they can be healthy, they can get diabetes when they're healthy. But yes. you can find, you know, maybe it's Women's Day, and then you come to the Women's Center and do something or I could, you know, yes. start rolling off other awareness days. But I don't because what I don't want is for people to only think of Algelila in October and November, or only think of diabetes in November. And that's what I'm here for, to talk definitely, about it every day. Definitely, definitely. It's very important. I mean, today, one of the first things we do um, when we um, 
send our communication to our partners and potential partners is we send them our calendar of activities for the year. So exactly what you just said, you know, all the, you know, campaigns are running throughout the year and all the different months and days that they can collaborate with us throughout the entire year across all different uh, diseases and, and, and to support all these different uh, causes. So we give them the entire platform to sort of pick and choose from. And we would love for, for, for them to collaborate with us on all fronts. Today's, it's uh, very important to raise awareness about all these diseases because as I mentioned earlier, you know, today's very interlinked and um, there's always more that can be done. You know, in Oct- as much as we're, we're receiving support in October, there's always more support that can be done. There's always more that can uh, be contributed. Uh, and the same goes for diabetes. Uh, I think it's very important for us to raise um, awareness and do different campaigns. Uh, I spoke to you briefly about this, but with sports, you know, today you mentioned the example of the football player with Nacho, but there's, there's a lot that can be done there. I think there's still a lot of room for growth there. And inshallah, we look to, we look to do that and to, to tie up and do different campaigns to support for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, we have many... Uh, this week, as we're recording this, is the ISPAD meeting in Abu Dhabi, which we're mm-hmm. very excited to be a part of. After that, I will come back to you on some initiatives. We have many uh, exciting thoughts. And I think one of the biggest challenges for us, and you probably feel that as well, even more so because you're focused on several different conditions, is you wake yeah. up in the morning and there are almost endless things that you can do to support somebody with diabetes or with cancer or in obesity or cardiovascular disease. I feel like it's not that you have to pick and choose between initiatives, but almost it's like, well, we could do this or we could do that. And time is a limited resource because there, yeah. there's just so, so much to do. So I think, again, getting people involved in more than just one month a year, that can really help with exactly. that burden of focus. I, I don't, I don't have a better, better phrase for it, but if everyone is contributing throughout the year at different times, then it, it will just be so, so much more powerful and really empower the community and even taking it beyond awareness to where people are taking action because I think Absolutely. people are aware, but again, it goes back to these uh, kind of months that we become aware of it. But we yes. want people then to take the action after the awareness. And I think that's what you're really trying to do through sports and, and your other initiatives and the women's <laughs> center as well. It's more than just awareness. Um, you took me there when I came to visit and it's absolutely beautiful. And as soon as you walk in, you can just feel the energy, the love, the hope. You really feel it. It's it's a beautiful center. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're right today. Um uh, it's imp- that's why I'm on your podcast, you know, and thank you again for the opportunity, Pamis, to get yeah, uh, people to be more aware of who we are, what we do, uh, how we can collaborate, and that we collaborate across, you know, different areas and that we can support them for uh, for all these different causes and get the, the message out there and help raise awareness and funds for people that need it. To put a little emphasis on that last point about people who, who need it, for our treatment program, what we did is just you know, to, to give a bit of light for people on the uh, treatment program side. I mentioned earlier that we have a treatment program called Awan, which means to support in Arabic. And um, what we did to give people more of a, an inside look on these cases is we, we did the, an online crowdfunding platform for that program. And we called it Awan Giving. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but 
it's it's sort of a crowdfunding platform with like a borrow meter and it shows you how much the person needs for 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 uh, and what they need it for you know be it kidney dialysis or heart surgery or what have you different um, you know needs that they have it, they need it for different um, cases uh, across different nationalities across different uh, genders and ages it's, it's all across and it gives people that sort of inside look on on what each case you know what and there's a story of course you know what the person's going through how they uh, got diagnosed what they're currently going through and how they can uh, achieve how can they get the treatment and how much they need for it so i think that that's a, that was a very important step for us as well we had recently done this and this goes back to the community right because today some people in the community would rather uh, support a particular case to see you know physically you know who the person is uh, that they're supporting to know more about them uh, rather than to just donate towards a program that supports general uh, population in the UAE of all residents of all nationalities and that goes back to us being you know very forward thinking and innovative and we always look to come up with different programs and different ways of of reaching out uh, to the community and uh, making it very easy and accessible for them to uh, contribute to donate and to collaborate with us I love that program actually because people do like to see where it's going and what what they're doing. And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Diapoint Coaching and Training. We offer different coaching packages to meet your different needs, whether it's a quick start health coaching package or maybe a 3-month coaching transformation that you're in need of, we can support you. We also offer some personalized health evaluations diabetes doula consultations, and more. Please visit the diapointshop.com and visit our coaching and wellness page to learn more. If you're still not sure, sign up for a free discovery call and we can talk more about what you're looking for, what your needs are, and about how coaching might support you. And it's free. Now back to the show. And I remember several years ago, when I did go to the Al Jalila Foundation, and this was, I was still back working in corporate. And I think yeah. I was just kind of, you know, looking, researching, because after you get a diabetes diagnosis in your family, you want to know who's going to find the cure, because that's, that's really what, what you want, right? Especially in yes. your child with type one. So I started digging deeper into the website, and it wasn't that easy at the time, but I like to research and I'm stubborn. So I kept going layer upon layer till I came across all the different research that you all were funding. And, and it did make a difference because then I said, Oh, they're supporting these medical students, you know, to, to study all of these things. And they were very, very specific things. So I think the public does like to see that. And I love that you're doing it in a crowdfunding way because it, it makes it more realistic. And even maybe some people have lived what this person is going through and, they might be yeah. more happy to to support it in that way if they can. For sure. Uh, thank you for touching on that point, uh, Pam. Today also, you know, research is fundamental to us and one of our core pillars here. Uh, what we also do on the research side, just to add a little more to that, is we fund um, seed grants for doctors and professors that want to perform their research as long as it's in the UAE and and at our Harald um, Brashid research institute that you visited our lab here which is Um, yeah it's an amazing place if you are here and want to do research i think you should definitely get in touch and and look into that 
So we fund uh, research grants up to 300,000 dirhams. And again, across all areas, you know, diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, cancer. Uh, and we've collaborated very successfully with a number of universities in, in the UAE. And uh, a lot of successful patents have, have come out uh, as a result. So definitely, you know, research is, is very core to us. And, um, and uh, this is one of the main programs that we have here is, is the seed grants. So amazing that's amazing and it and i love that it it's it's still going i mean we'll we'll always discover new things but there's always going to be challenges and and problems to solve so i think that's also another really beautiful thing that you're doing since the month of november is is coming up and as we talked it's diabetes awareness month i'm going to start talking about it now i always put on my social media like november is coming like winter is yeah. coming yeah but it's november <laughs> And, um, we, we go out, we talk about it, we do things and you all have a walk, uh, with landmark group every year. Will you be having the walk again this year? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is again, one of our, uh, long-term partnerships, right. With, with landmark group in particular, and they do this, uh, walk on an annual basis. Uh, they always show their support uh, for that and for diabetes. And, um, what's more than that is we want to have more events like this. We want to collaborate with more uh, companies and individuals who want to do events as successful as this, because this is definitely, as you mentioned, you know, this walk uh, by Landmark is uh, the sort of highlight of our events for diabetes. And, it's, it, and it has been for quite some time. And we want people to follow in this sort of footsteps, right, to do an event uh, like this, to raise awareness for diabetes and to uh, highlight the importance of contributing towards people who need um, this and who are combating this um, disease. So definitely. Amazing. Yeah. If you've not done the walk, it's a lot of fun. And, yes, um, I did. Yeah. I had the pleasure of doing it last year. Um, so it's a lot of fun. And again, you know, it brings this, the activity side of things um, to it, which always makes it more fun. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's a journey. You know, we're all going through a journey. Uh, people who are uh, suffering from, from uh, diabetes or from cancer or people who aren't diagnosed, we're all going through a journey together. And I think the importance uh, of events like this is that it puts us all in one, you know, s- platform together in one sort of stage. And we're there to support each other as a community, you know, with uh, moral support, emotional support, financial support. And, uh, and that's why events like this are very important. And, uh, and we look forward to having, you know, more and more of them for sure. Amazing. Definitely. We will, I am, I am sure with your passion for sports and everything else, um, there's many opportunities. I think also, this has probably been eye-opening for people that are listening that have been wondering how can they further contribute to the community other than kind of what they're used to hearing about, right? I don't think a lot of people were aware of some of the initiatives that you're you're doing in the Al Jalila Foundation. So I hope that this inspires individuals and organizations to want to become more involved and get more, more active in the community because the Al Jalila Foundation is such an important part of the community. Um, I think just more, more people need to understand uh the initiatives and and all this beautiful all these beautiful things that you've been building over time 
Of course, no, I agree. Uh, and it's through uh, initiatives like yours, you know, podcasts like this, that we can uh, reach uh, the community or better reach the community rather and channels like this, right? It's very important to get the message across. And um, yeah, alhamdulillah, we're living in a, in a, in a blessed uh, country uh, and we're blessed to have leaders uh, like we do um, who, you know, set the standard for us and um, guide us, you know, in the way they do and, and with their efforts and, you know, their um, philanthropic acts and uh, charitable nature overall uh, inspires us all to, to help and uh, to help each other and to contribute and to give back to the community that we're based in because that's what being socially responsible is, right? It's what, you, what are you doing to give back to the community that has given you so much, you know? And I people are I, I said this on my on my uh, last talk also, but people always, um, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, thank God we were living in a country that were blessed like this, you know, uh, like the UAE, um, and that. Um, but people always have this confusion where they they think that okay, the UAE is oil rich, and uh, they don't have any problems over there, and there's no issues. But there are, you know, there are people who really need support here, and um, and nobody's safe right you can have all the oil in the world and you can be the wealthiest country in the world but we have you know four and a half thousand new cases of cancer every year uh, just like everyone in the world we're you know number one cause of death here is cardiovascular disease uh, and we need to raise awareness and we need um, to support uh, those who need it um, and it's important to get that out right um, Today, we need to make sure that we're contributing to the community that we're based in before we um, or in hand with contributing abroad, right? Because the world, you know, I mean, today there's so many countries that are suffering and need support and help for sure. And that should never be halted uh, by any means. Uh, but one should also be aware of what's happening in his community and what you know, people need here as well as contributing abroad. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's very. I agree, important. and yeah, thank you for for saying that because that one made me reflect on. I've been here twenty years, and very proud resident. My son was born here. This is his home. This is our home. So it's important for us to give back to the community here, and also, and and also to a country that has given me so much as well. Um, for people that, you know, when they say you might watch the news or something and say, oh, you know, the world is horrible. What can I do about that? You may yeah. not be able to solve the biggest problems and challenges that some of the countries in the world are facing. But what we can do is we can look locally within our own communities to see how we can support someone or an yeah. organization locally, because yes. that that at the end of the day will help somebody. Absolutely, for sure. It's so important, Pam. Uh, I can't stress that enough. It's it's very important for people to to look at what they're doing. And I think particularly after the pandemic, you had a lot of companies that have sort of looked within or looked internally and saw what they were doing in terms of CSR and how they were meeting that objective and how they were giving back to the community. And that sort of raised the importance on, on that front. Uh, that's on a corporate level, but also on an, on an individual level, we saw that also grow, particularly after the pandemic. Uh, we don't have to wait for 
uh, things like that to happen again for us to have uh, to reflect. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, to reflect about no, what we're doing. It's true. It's true. Yeah, COVID was very challenging, but it, it did give us a lot of enlightenment, I think, about many things and what's important mm-hmm. and maybe where we need to better put our focus. For sure. Absolutely. So I think on that note, I'm going to wrap up this conversation, but I don't, I have a feeling this isn't going to be the last time that we'll see you here on the podcast. I'm sure that there'll be many things to talk about in the future. So thank you so much for joining me and sharing more about Algilila Foundation and all the initiatives that you're working on um, and everything else. I really very much appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast, Pam. And it definitely won't be the last time I'll be on any time. Uh, whenever you have anything in mind, please feel free to reach out. And we look forward to uh, collaborating, inshallah, very soon. Thank you so much. And for everything that we talked about today, for those of you listening, we'll put all the links and, and other information in the show notes so you can find it easily. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you, Pam. Have a great day. You too. Thank you all for listening today. I really enjoyed that discussion with Rashid Al-Mutari from the Al Jalila Foundation based in Dubai in the UAE. They really are doing so much fascinating research there. I can't tell you how beautiful the lab is, um, but also not just the research they do, the community that they're creating, that they have created, and their involvement in the community and to strive to do more of that is just really wonderful. And we're so fortunate to all live here and be able to be a part of it. They welcome everyone to get involved. So please check the show notes for uh, links to some of the things that we've discussed today. And if you're curious, also just go to the Al Jalila Foundation website, have a look around and see what interests you and see how you might get involved. Um, Like we discussed for uh, charity for raising money, you can raise money to support some of their initiatives. Um, Just reach out. They're very helpful in doing that. And it can be big, it can be small, it doesn't have to be a multi-million dollar thing. Every act towards supporting the community is important. So never think that because you're thinking of something maybe smaller and you're not a big company that you can't make a difference because it's the small things that, that make sometimes the biggest difference. So please don't forget that. If you've enjoyed the show, if you listen to the show and you like it, please feel free And actually, I'm asking you to please help us out and help more people find the show by going to um, Apple Podcasts, rate it, review it, like it. This just helps our podcasts get more um, noticed by more people. So then that means that more people can hear what what our guests are doing and talking about, and they can understand more about health, wellness, and diabetes and all the topics that we talk about. We really appreciate your time, appreciate you listening to the podcast wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And thank you so much for joining. See you next week.